Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin al Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. The Book of the Virtues of the Quran. Chapter on the command to keep refreshing one's knowledge of the Quran and that it is disliked to say, I have forgotten such and such a verse, but it is permissible to say, I have been caused to forget it. It was narrated from Aisha that the Prophet, peace be upon him, heard a man reciting at night, and he said, May Allah have mercy on him, for he has reminded me of such and such a verse, that I had missed in Surah such and such. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, was listening to the recitation of a man in the Masjid, and he said, May Allah have mercy on him. He reminded me of a verse that I had been caused to forget. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Umar, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of the companion of the Quran is that of a hobbled camel. If he remains vigilant, he will keep it, but if he lets it go, it will disappear. It was narrated from Ibn Umar, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, a hadith like that of Malik, number 1839. And in the hadith of Musa bin Uqbah, it says, If the companion of the Quran persists in reciting it by night and by day, he will remember it. But if he does not, he will forget it. It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, How wretched is one of them who says, I have forgotten such and such a verse. Rather, he has been caused to forget. Try to remember the Quran, for it is more inclined to escape from the hearts of men than camels from their ropes. It was narrated that Shakik said, Abdullah said, Keep refreshing your knowledge of these Masahif. Or he said, The Quran, for it is more inclined to escape from the hearts of men than camels from their ropes. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, None of you should say, I have forgotten such and such a verse. Rather, he has been caused to forget. Ibn Masud said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, How wretched is a man who says, I have forgotten such and such a surah, or I have forgotten such and such a verse. Rather, he has been caused to forget. It was narrated, from Abu Musa that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, 
keep refreshing your knowledge of the Quran, for by the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad, it is more inclined to escape than a camel from its rope. Chapter on, it is recommended to make one's voice beautiful when reciting Quran. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah does not listen to anything as he listens to a prophet with a beautiful voice reciting the Quran in a beautiful manner. It was narrated from Ibn Shihab with his chain, a hadith similar to number 1845, that he, peace be upon him, said, as he listens to a prophet reciting the Quran in a beautiful manner. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that he heard the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Allah does not listen to anything as he listens to a prophet with a beautiful voice reciting the Quran in a beautiful manner out loud. A similar hadith as hadith number 1847 was narrated from Ibn al-Had with this chain. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allah does not listen to anything as he listens to a prophet reciting the Quran out loud. A hadith similar to that of Yahya bin Abu Katir, number 1849, was narrated from Abu Hurairah from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Buraida that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Abdullah bin Qais, or Al-Ash'ari, has been given a beautiful voice, Mizmar, like the beautiful voices, Mazamir, of the family of Davud. It was narrated that Abu Musa said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Abu Musa, If you could have seen me when I was listening to your recitation yesterday, you have been given a beautiful voice, Mijmar, like the beautiful voices, Majamir, of the family of Davud. Chapter on mentioning the recitation of the Prophet, peace be upon him, of Surat al-Fath on the day of the conquest of Mecca. It was narrated that Muabiyah bin Qura said, I heard Abdullah bin Mugafal al-Mazani say, During the conquest, when he was riding to Mecca, 
The Prophet, peace be upon him, recited Surat al-Fath atop his mound, and he elongated his recitation. Muabia said, Were it not that I fear that the people would crowd upon me, I would have demonstrated his recitation to you. Footnote Raja from At-Tarji It is the fluctuation of voices in the throat and Abdullah bin Mugafal, may Allah be pleased with him, recited it by elongating the voice in recitation, similar to Ah, ah, ah. And this Tarji could have been something that he, peace be upon him, intended to do, making the voice sound nice and chanting with the recitation. Or it could have been something that happened because of the motion of the mount without him, peace be upon him, intending it. And what is apparent is that it was the first. Minat al-Mun'im fi Shah Sahih Muslim It was narrated that Muabia bin Kura said I heard Abullah bin Mugafal say I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on the day of the conquest of Mecca, on his mount, reciting Surat al-Fath. Ibn Mugafal recited and elongated his recitation. Mwabia said, Were it not for the people, I would have demonstrated that which Ibn Mugafal narrated from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Shuba narrated a similar report as number 1854 with this chain, according to the hadith of Khalid bin al-Harith, travelling atop his mount and reciting Surat al-Fat. Chapter on the Descent of Tranquility, or Sakina, when the Quran is recited. It was narrated that al-Bara said, A man was reciting Surat al-Kath, and he had a horse with him, that was tied with two ropes. A cloud overshadowed it and started spinning and coming closer, and his horse was startled by it. The next morning he came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and told him about that. He said, That was tranquility, Sakina, that came down because of the Quran. It was narrated that Abu Ishaq said, I heard al-Bara say, A man recited Surat al-Kath, and in the house there was an animal which became startled. He looked and saw that a cloud had overshadowed it. He mentioned that to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he said, recite so-and-so, for it is tranquility, Sakina, that came down when the Quran is recited, or that came down because of the Quran. 
it was narrated that Abu Ishaq said, I heard al-Bara say, and he mentioned something similar, to number 1856. But they said the horse jumped. Abu Sa'id al-Kudri narrated that while Usaid bin Hudar was reciting the Quran one night in his murbad, his horse jumped. He recited and it jumped again. He recited and it jumped yet again. Usaid said, I was afraid that it would trample Yahya. So I went to it, and there was a shadow above my head, with something like lamps in it. It rose up in the air, until I could no longer see it. The next day I went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, while I was reciting Quran in my mirbad last night, in the middle of the night, my horse jumped. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Recite, son of Hudar. He said, I recited, and it jumped again. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Recite, son of Hudar. He said, I recited, and it jumped again. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Recite, son of Hudar. He said, Then I left. Yahya was near the horse, and I was afraid that it would trample him. I saw something like a cloud, with something like lamps in it. It rose up in the air, until I could no longer see it. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, That was the angels who were listening to you. If you had carried on reciting, the people would have seen them in the morning, and they would not have concealed themselves from them. Footnote The Mirbad is a place for drying dates. Chapter on the virtue of the one who memorizes the Quran. It was narrated that Abu Musa al-Ashari said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of the believer who reads the Quran is that of a citron, the smell of which is good and its taste is good. The likeness of the believer who does not read the Quran is that of a date, which has no smell, but its taste is sweet. The likeness of a hypocrite who reads the Quran is that of sweet basil, the smell of which is good, but its taste is bitter. The likeness of a hypocrite who does not read the Quran is that of a colocynth, a bitter apple, which has no smell, and its taste is bitter. 
a similar report as Hadith number 1860 was narrated from Katada with this chain, except that in the Hadith of Hamam, instead of hypocrite, it says evildoer or Fajir. Chapter on the virtue of the one who is skilled in reciting Quran and the one who falters in reciting. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The one who is skilled in reciting Quran will be with the noble, honourable scribes, and the one who recites Quran and falters therein and finds it difficult will have a double reward. Footnote, regarding the statement, the one who is skilled in reciting Quran will be with the noble, honourable scribe, referred to as Safartil Karamal Barara. It was narrated from Katada with this chain, a hadith similar to hadith number 1862, and according to the hadith of Waki, he said, the one who recites it, although it is difficult for him, will have a double reward. Chapter on, it is recommended to recite the Quran to people of virtue who are skilled in its recitation even if the reciter is better than the one to whom it is recited. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Ubay, Allah has commanded me to recite to you. He said, Did Allah mention me by name to you? He said, Allah mentioned you by name to me, and Ubay started to weep. It was narrated that Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Ubay bin Kaab, Allah has commanded me to recite to you, Those who disbelieve from among the people of the scripture, Jews and Christians, and idolaters were not going to leave their disbelief until there came to them clear evidence. He said, Did he mention me by name to you? He said, Yes, and he, Ubai, wept. Footnote The verse, Those who disbelieve from among the people of the scripture, Jews and Christians and idolaters were not going to leave their disbelief until there came to them clear evidence. Is from Surat al Bayina, chapter 98, verse 1. It was narrated that Katada said, I heard Anas say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Abai, 
a similar report as had this number 1,866. Chapter on the virtue of listening to the Quran, asking one who has memorized it to recite, so that one may listen, weeping when reciting, and pondering the meanings. It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, Recite the Quran to me. I said, O Messenger of Allah, should I recite to you when it was revealed to you? He said, I like to hear it from someone else. So I recited Surat An Nisa, and when I reached the verse, How will it be then? when we bring from each nation a witness, and we bring you as a witness against these people. I raised my head, or a man who was beside me nudged me, and I raised my head, and I saw his tears flowing. Footnote The verse, How will it be then, when we bring from each nation a witness, and we bring you as a witness against these people, is from Surat An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 41. It was narrated from Al-Amash with this chain, a hadith similar to hadith number 1868, and Hanad added his report, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, while he was on the minbar, recite to me. It was narrated that Ibrahim said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Abdullah bin Masud, recite to me. He said, Should I recite to you when it was revealed to you? He said, I like to hear it from someone else. So he recited to him from the beginning of Surat An-Nisa, as far as the verse, How will it be then that we bring from each nation a witness, and we bring you as a witness against these people? And he wept. It was narrated that Ibn Musud said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, a witness against them, so long as I remain among them, or am still among them, Misar was not sure. Footnote The verse, How will it be then, when we bring from each nation a witness, and we bring you as a witness against these people, is from Surat An-Nisa, chapter 4, Verse 41 It was narrated that Abdullah said, I was in hymns, and some of the people said to me, Recite Quran to us. So I recited Surat Yusuf, peace be upon him, to them. A man among the people said, By Allah, this is not how it was revealed. I said, Woe to you! By Allah, I recited it to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, 
And he said to me, You have done well. While I was speaking to him, I noticed the smell of wine on him. I said, Do you drink wine and belie the book? You will not leave until I have flogged you. And I carried out the hard punishment of flogging on him. It was narrated from Al-Amas with this chain, a hadith similar to hadith number 1870. But in the hadith of Abu Mabia, it does not say, And he said to me, You have done well. Chapter on the virtue of reciting the Quran in prayer and learning it. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Would any of you like to go back to his family and find among them three large, fat, pregnant she-camels? We said yes. He said, Three verses that one of you recites in his prayer are better for him than three large, fat, pregnant she-camels. It was narrated that Ukba bin Emir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came out when we were in Asufa and said, Which of you would like to go out in the morning every day to Bhutan or Al-Akik and bring back two large she-camels without that involving any sin or severing of family ties. We said, O Messenger of Allah, we would like that. He said, For one of you to go to the masjid in the morning and learn or recite two verses from the Book of Allah is better for him than two she-camels, and three verses are better for him than three she-camels, and four verses are better for him than four she-camels, and so on. Chapter on the Virtue of Reciting the Quran and Surat al-Baqarah It was narrated from Zaid that he heard Abu Salam saying, Abu Umama al-Bahili narrated to me, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Recite the Quran, for it will come on the day of resurrection, interceding for its companions. Recite the two bright ones, Surat al-Baqarah and Surat al-Imran, for they will come on the day of resurrection as if they were two clouds, or as if they were two shadows, or as if they were two flocks of birds in ranks, pleading on behalf of their companions. Recite Surat al-Baqarah, for reciting it regularly is a blessing, and forsaking it is a loss. And al-Batala, the magicians, cannot withstand it. Mwabia, one of the narrators, said, It was conveyed to me that al-Baqtala 
is the magicians. Moabia narrated something similar as Hadith number 1874 with this chain. Al-Nawas bin Simman al-Kalabi said, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, The Quran will be brought on the day of resurrection, as will its people, who used to act in accordance with it. Led by Surat al-Baqarah and al-Imran. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, likened them to three things which we did not forget afterwards. He said, as if they are two clouds or two black canopies with light between them, or as if they are two flocks of birds in ranks pleading on behalf of their companions. Chapter on the virtue of Al-Fatiha and the closing verses of Surat al-Baqarah and the encouragement to recite the two verses at the end of Surat al-Baqarah. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, while Jibril was sitting with the Prophet, peace be upon him, he heard a creaking sound from above him. He raised his head and said, This is a door in heaven that has been opened today, and it has never been opened before today. An angel came down from it, and he said, This is an angel who has come down to earth, and he has never come down before today. He greeted him and said, Glad tidings of two lights that have not been given to any prophet before you. The opening of the book and the closing verses of Surat al-Baqarah. You will never recite one letter of them, but you will be given reward. It was narrated that Abdurrahman bin Yazid said, I met Abu Masood at the Kaaba, and I said, I have heard a hadith from you concerning the two verses in Surat al-Baqarah. He said, Yes, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The two verses... At the end of Surat al-Baqarah, whoever recites them at night, they will suffice him. It was narrated from Mansur with this chain, a similar hadith as hadith number 1878. It was narrated from Abdurrahman bin Yazid from Al-Kama bin Qais from Abu Masood al-Ansari who said the messenger of Allah peace be upon him said whoever recites these two verses at the end of Surat al-Baqarah during the night they will suffice him. Abdul Rahman said 
I met Abu Masood when he was circumambulating the Kaaba, and I asked him, and he narrated it to me from the Prophet, peace be upon him. A similar report as Hadith number 1880 was narrated from Abu Masood from the Prophet, peace be upon him. A similar report as Hadith number 1880 was narrated from Abu Masood from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the Virtue of Surat al-Kaf and Ayat al-Kursi It was narrated from Abu Ad-Darda that the Prophet said, Whoever memorizes ten verses from the beginning of Surat al-Kaf will be protected from the tribulation of the Dajjal. It was narrated from Katada with this chain, a hadith similar to hadith number 1883. Shuba said, from the end of al-Kaf. Hamam said, from the beginning of al-Kaf, as Hisham said. It was narrated that Ubay bin Kaab said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Abu al-Mundir, do you know which verse from the Book of Allah that you have learned is greatest? I said, Allah and his Messenger know best. He said, O Abu al-Mundir, do you know which verse from the Book of Allah that you have learned is greatest? I said, Allahu la ilaha ilahua, none has the right to be worshipped but he. Al-Hayul Kayum, the greatest living, the one who sustains and protects all that exists. He struck me on the chest and said, I congratulate you on your knowledge, O Abu al-Mundir. Footnote the verse Allahu la ilaha illahua, none has the right to be worshipped but he, al hayul kayum, the ever living, the one who sustains and protects all that exists, is from Surat al Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 255. Chapter on the Virtue of Reciting Kul Huwa Allahu Ahad It was narrated from Abu Adarda that the Prophet said, Is any one of you incapable of reciting one-third of the Quran during the night? They said, How could he recite one-third of the Quran? He said, Say, He is Allah the One, is equivalent to one-third of the Quran. Footnote, the verse, He is Allah the One, is from Surat al-Ikhlas, chapter 112. It was narrated from Katada with this chain. In their hadith, it says that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah divided the Quran into three parts, and he made 
Say he is Allah the One, one of the parts of the Quran. Footnote The verse He is Allah the One is from Surat al Ikhlas, chapter 112. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Gather together, for I am going to recite one-third of the Quran to you. So the people gathered, then the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, came out and recited, Say, He is Allah, the One. Then he went in. We said to one another, Perhaps there is news that has come to him from heaven, and that is why he has gone in. Then the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, came out and said, I told you that I was going to recite one-third of the Quran to you, and it is equivalent to one-third of the Quran. Footnote The verse, He is Allah the One, is from Surat al-Ikhlas, chapter 112. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came out to us and said, I will recite one-third of the Quran to you. And he recited, Say, He is Allah the One, until its end. Footnote, the verse, He is Allah the One, is from Surat al-Ikhlas, chapter 112. It was narrated from Amra bint Abdur Rahman, who was under the care of Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent a man in charge of a raiding party, and he used to recite for his companions when leading them in prayer, and he would end with, Say, He is Allah the One. When they came back, they mentioned that to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he said, Ask him why he does that. So they asked him, and he said, Because it is a description of the most merciful, and I love to recite it. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Tell him that Allah loves him. Chapter on the Virtue of Reciting Al-Muadatayn the two surahs seeking refuge with Allah. It was narrated that Uqba in Amir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do you not see verses that have been revealed tonight, the like of which has never been seen? They are, say, I seek refuge with Allah, the Lord of the daybreak, and say, I seek refuge with Allah, the Lord of mankind. Footnote 1. The verse, I seek refuge with Allah, the Lord of the daybreak, is from Surat al-Falaq, chapter 113. Footnote 2. The verse, I seek refuge with Allah, the Lord of mankind, is from Surat al-Nas, Chapter 114 It was narrated that Uqba bin Emir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, There have been revealed to me verses the like of which has never been seen.
they are Almuaidatain. A similar report as Hadith number 1892 was narrated from Ismail with this chain. In the report of Abu Usama, it says it was narrated from Ukbar bin Amir al-Jahani, who was one of those who narrated directly from Muhammad, peace be upon him. Chapter on the virtue of one who acts in accordance with the Quran and teaches it, and the virtue of one who learns wisdom from fiqh or other types of knowledge, then acts upon it and teaches it. It was narrated from Salim, from his father, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is no envy except in two cases. A man to whom Allah gives causes to learn the Quran, and he recites it during the nights and during the day, and a man to whom Allah gives wealth, and he spends it during the night and during the day. It was narrated that Kais said, I heard Abdullah bin Masud say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no cause for envy except in two cases, a man to whom Allah gives wealth, and enables him to spend it in support of the truth, and a man to whom Allah gives wisdom, and he rules in accordance with it and teaches it. It was narrated from Amir bin Waitila that Nafi bin Abdul Harith met Umar in Usfan, and Umar had appointed him as governor of Mecca. He said, Whom did you appoint over the people of the valley? He said, Ibn Abza. He said, Who is Ibn Abza? He said, One of your freed slaves. He said, You have appointed a freed slave over them? He said, He is well versed in the Book of Allah, the Mighty and Sublime, and he is knowledgeable about the Farah'id. Umar said, Your Prophet, peace be upon him, Umar said, Your Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah raises some in status because of this book, and he lowers others because of it. Amir bin Watila al-Laithi narrated that Nafi bin Abdul Harith al-Khazari met Umar bin al-Khattab in Usfan. A hadith similar to that of Ibrahim bin Sa'd from Az-Zuri, hadith number 1897. Chapter on the clarification that the Quran was revealed in seven ahruf modes of recitation and clarifying its meaning. Umar bin al-Khattab said, I heard Hisham bin Halim bin Hizam reciting Surat al-Furqan in a manner other than I recited it. 
and the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had taught it to me. I was about to argue with him, but I restrained myself until he had finished praying. Then I caught him by his rida and brought him to the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and heard this man reciting Surat al-Furqan in a manner other than you taught it to me. The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Let go of him, recite it. He recited it in the manner in which I had heard him recite, and the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Thus it was revealed. Then he said to me, Recite it. So I recited it, and he said, Thus it was revealed. This Quran has been revealed in seven modes of recitation. So recite whatever is easy for you. Umar bin al-Khattab said, I heard Hisham bin Hakim reciting Surat al-Fukan during the lifetime of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he quoted a similar hadith as hadith number 1899, and added, I was about to grab hold of him while he was praying, but I restrained myself until he had finished. A report similar to that of Yunus, had its number 1900, was narrated from Az-Zuri with the same chain. Ibn Abbas narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Jibril, peace be upon him, recited to me with one mode of recitation, but I asked him to recite it in another way, and I kept asking him for more, and he gave me more until there were seven modes of recitation. Ibn Shihab said, I heard that these seven modes of recitation are essentially one, and there is no difference between them concerning lawful and unlawful. It was narrated from Azuri with this chain, a similar hadith as hadith number 1902. It was narrated that Ubay bin Kaab said, I was in the masjid, and a man came in and offered prayers, and in it he recited in a manner which I found strange. Then another man came in and recited in a manner different from his companion. When we had finished the prayer, we all entered upon the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I said, this man recited in a manner which I found strange. Then another man came in and recited in a manner different from his companion. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, told them to recite, and they did so, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, expressed his approval. I felt in my heart a kind of doubt such as I had never felt even during the Jahiliyyah. When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saw that I was affected and had broken into a sweat, as if I was looking at Allah, the mighty and sublime, with fear, he said to me, O Ubay, it was conveyed to me that I should recite the Quran in one mode of recitation. And I replied, Make it easy for my Ummah. 
it was conveyed to me the second time that I should recite it in two modes of recitation. I replied, Make it easy for my Uma. It was conveyed to me the third time that I should recite it in seven modes of recitation. And for each time you replied, you may ask me for something. I said, Oh Allah, forgive my Uma. Oh Allah, forgive my Uma. And I have delayed the third one for the day when all of mankind will turn to me, even Ibrahim, peace be upon him. Ubay bin Kaab narrated that he was sitting in the masjid when a man came in and offered prayers, and he recited in a manner a hadith similar to that of Ibn Numair, hadith number 1904. It was narrated from Ubay bin Kaab that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was at the pond of Banu Gifar, and Jibril, peace be upon him, came to him and said, Allah commands you to teach the Quran to your Ummah according to one mode of recitation. He said, I ask Allah for his pardon and forgiveness. My Ummah is not able for that. Then he came to him a second time and said, Allah commands you to teach the Quran to your Ummah according to two modes of recitation. He said, I ask Allah for his pardon and forgiveness. My Ummah is not able for that. Then he came to him a third time and said, Allah commands you to teach the Quran to your Ummah according to three modes of recitation. He said, I ask Allah for his pardon and forgiveness. My Ummah is not able for that. He came to him a fourth time and said, Allah commands you to teach the Quran to your Ummah according to seven modes of recitation, and whichever mode of recitation they recite it in, they will be right. Shuba narrated a similar report as hadith number 1906 with this chain. Chapter on slow, measured pace of recitation, tartil, and to not rush when reciting, and the permissibility of reciting two or more surahs in one raka. It was narrated that Abu Wa'il said, A man called Nahik bin Sinan came to Abdullah and said, O Abu, Abdurrahman, how do you recite this letter, as Alif or as Ya? Min main gari asin or min maim gari yasin. Abdullah said, Have you memorized the entire Quran apart from this? He said, I recite al mufassal in one raka. Abdullah said, This is like the hasty recitation of poetry. There are people who recite the Quran and it does not go any deeper than their collarbones. But 
If it settles in the heart and takes root, it will be beneficial. The best of prayer is bowing and prostration, and I know the pairs of surahs that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to recite in each raka. Then Abdullah stood up, and Al-Kama went in after him. Then he came out and said, He has told me what they are. Ibn Numair said in his report, A man from Banu Bajila came to Abdullah, and he did not say, Nahik bin Sinan. Footnote 1, referring to, of water the taste and smell of which are not changed, is from Surat Muhammad, chapter 47, verse 14. Footnote 2, according to Ibn Katir, the correct view is that the Mufasal section of the Quran begins with Surah Kaf, until the end of the Quran. It was narrated that Abu Wail said, A man called Nahik bin Sinan came to Abdullah, a hadith similar to that of Waki, hadith number 1908, except that he said, Al-Kama came to enter upon him, and we said to him, Ask him about the pairs of surahs that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to recite in each raka. He entered upon him and asked him, then he came out to us and said, Twenty surahs in ten raka of Al-Mufasal. Al-Amash narrated something similar to hadith number 1908 with this chain and he said I know the pairs that the messenger of Allah peace be upon him used to recite two in each raka twenty surah in ten raka it was narrated that Abu Wa'il said we went to Abdullah bin Masood one morning after we had prayed Al-Gada and we greeted him at the door, and he granted us permission to enter. We stayed at the door for a while, then the slave girl came out and said, Will you not enter? So we entered and found him sitting, reciting Tazbih. He said, What kept you from entering when permission had been given to you? We said nothing, except that we thought that some of the people of the household might be sleeping. He said, Do you think there is idleness among the family of Ibn Um Abd? Then he went back to reciting Tazbeh until he thought that the sun had risen. And he said, O oh girl, look and see whether it has risen. She looked and saw that it had not risen. Then he went back to reciting Tazbeh until he thought that the sun had risen, and he said, O oh girl, look and see whether it has risen. She looked and saw that it had risen. He said, Praise be to Allah, who has caused this day of ours to come when we are still in a state of soundness. 
one of the narrators, Madi, said, I think that he said, and has not destroyed us for our sins. A man among the people said, I recited all of Al-Mufasal last night. Abdullah said, This is like the hasty recitation of poetry. We heard the pairs, and I remember the pairs that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to recite. 18 surah from Al-Mufasal and 2 surah from the family of Ha-Mim. It was narrated that Shakik said, A man from Banu Bajila, who was called Nahik bin Sinan, came to Abdullah and said, I recite Al-Mufasal in one raka. Abdullah said, This is like the hasty recitation of poetry. I know the pairs that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to recite, two surahs, in one raka. Abu Wa'il narrated that a man came to Ibn Masud and said, I recited all of Al-Mufasal in a single raka last night. Abdullah said, This is like the hasty recitation of poetry. Abdullah said, I know the pairs that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to put together and he mentioned twenty surah of Al-Mufasal, two by two in every raka. Chapter on concerning various recitations. Abu Ishaq said, I saw a man asking Al-Aswad bin Yazid when he was teaching Quran in the Masjid, How do you recite this verse? Fa hal min mudakur. Then, is there any that will remember or receive admonition with a dal or a dal? He said, with a dal. I heard Abdullah bin Masud say, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, mudakur with a dal. Footnote: The verse. Then is there any that will remember or receive admonition? Is from Surat al-Kamar, chapter 54, verse 15. It was narrated from Abdullah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to recite this phrase, Fa-hal min mudakur, then is there any that will remember or receive Admonition. Footnote. The verse, then, is there any that will remember or receive admonition, is from Surat al-Kamar, chapter 54, verse 15. It was narrated that al-Kama said, We arrived in Asham, and Abu Adarda came to us and said, is there among you anyone who recites Quran according to the recitation of Abdullah? I said, yes, I do. He said, how did you hear Abdullah recite this verse? Wal la'ili ida yagsha. 
by the night as it envelops. He said, I heard him recite Wal Laili Ida Yagsha Wadakari Wal Untha by the night as it envelops and the male and female. He said, By Allah, this is how I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, recite it. But these people want me to include the words Wa Ma Kalaka and by him who created, but I do not want to do that. Footnote, the verse by the night as it envelops is from Surat al-Layl, chapter 92, verse 1. Footnote 2, according to the recitation of Abdullah bin Masud, the phrase wa ma kalaka and by him who created, is not present. It was narrated that Ibrahim said, Al-Kama came to Asham and entered a masjid and prayed. Then he went to a circle, assembly, and sat in it. Then a man came and sat beside me, and he said, Did you memorize Quran as Abdullah recited it? And he mentioned something similar, hadith number 1917. It was narrated that Al-Kama said, I met Abu Adarda, and he said to me, Where are you from? I said, From Al-Iraq. He said, Which part? I said, Al-Kufa. He said, do you recite Quran according to the recitation of Abdullah bin Masood? I said yes. He said, Recite Wal Laili Ida Yaksha by the night as it envelops. I recited Wal Laili Ida Yaksha Wan Nahari Ida Tajala Wad Dakari Wal Unta by the night as it envelops, the day as it appears in brightness, and the male and the female. He smiled, then he said, this is how I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, recite it. Footnote, the verse, by the night as it envelops, is from Surat al-Layl, chapter 92, Verse 1. It was narrated that Al-Kama said, I came to Asham and I met Abu Adarda, and he quoted a hadith similar to that of Ibn Ulaya, hadith number 1918. Chapter on the times when it is forbidden to offer Salat. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade offering Salat after the Asar prayer until the sun has set and after the Sub prayer until the sun has risen. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, 
I heard more than one of the companions of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, including Umar bin al-Khattab, who was the dearest of them to me, say that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade prayers after the Fajr prayer until the sun had risen, and after the Asr until the sun had set. It was narrated from Katada with this chain, a similar hadith as hadith number 1921, except that in the hadith of Said and Hisham, it says, after the Suv, until the sun has risen brightly. Abu Said al-Qudri said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no prayer after the Asr prayer until the sun has set, and there is no prayer after the Fajr prayer until the sun has risen. It was narrated from Ibn Umar, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, None of you should pursue prayer when the sun is rising or when it is setting. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not pursue prayer when the sun is rising or when it is setting, for it rises between the horns of the shaitan. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When the edge of the sun appears, delay your prayer until it has appeared fully, and when the edge of the sun sets, delay your prayers until it has disappeared. It was narrated that Abu Basra al-Ghafari said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, led us in praying Asr at Al-Makmis, and he said, This prayer was enjoined upon those who came before you, but they neglected it. Whoever performs it regularly will have a twofold reward, and there is no prayer after it until the Shahid appears, and the Shahid means the stars. It was narrated that Abu Basra al-Ghafari said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, led us in praying Asr, a similar report as Hadith number 1927. Uqba bin Amir al-Juhani said, There are three times when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, told us not to offer prayers or bury our dead when the sun begins to rise until it is high, when it is standing directly overhead at noon, and when it has started to set until it has set. Chapter on how Amir bin Abbasa became Muslim. It was narrated that Abu Umama said, Amir bin Abbasa as Sulami said, During the Jahiliya, I used to think that the people were misguided and not following anything real when they worshipped idols. I heard of a man in Mecca who was telling stories, so I sat on my mount and went to find him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was in hiding, and his people were persecuting him.
I kept a low profile until I managed to enter upon him in Mecca. I said to him, Who are you? He said, I am a prophet. I said, What is a prophet? He said, I have been sent by Allah. I said, With what has he sent you? He said, He has sent me to uphold the ties of kinship, to break the idols, and to proclaim that Allah is to be singled out for worship, and that none is to be associated with him. I said to him, Who do you have with you? He said, A free man and a slave. At that time he had Abu Bakr and Bilal with him, among those who believed in him. I said, I want to follow you. He said, You cannot do that right now. Do you not see my situation and the situation of the people? Go back to your family. Then, when you hear that I have been granted victory, come to me. So I went to my family, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, arrived in Al-Medina while I was with my family. I started to ask people for news after he arrived in Al-Medina, until there came to me a group of people from Yathrib Al-Medina, and I said, What did this man who came to Al-Medina do? They said, The people are hastening to follow him and his people wanted to kill him, but they were not able to. I arrived in Al-Medina and entered upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, do you recognize me? He said, Yes, you are the one who met me in Mecca. I said, Yes. I said, O Prophet of Allah, tell me what Allah has taught you that I do not know. Tell me about prayer. He said, Pray the Suv prayer, then refrain from praying until the sun has risen and become high. For when it rises, it rises between the horns of the Chaitan, and at that time the disbelievers prostrate to it. Then pray, for the prayer is witnessed and attended until the shadow of the spear falls directly north. Then refrain from praying, for at that time hell is stoked up. Then, when the shadow moves forward, pray, for the prayer is witnessed and attended, until you have prayed Asr. Then refrain from praying, until the sun has set, for it sets between the horns of the shaitan, and at that time the disbelievers prostrate to it. I said, O Prophet of Allah, tell me about Wadu. He said, There is no man among you who brings his Wadu water rinses out his mouth, snuffs water up into his nose and blows it out, but the sins of his face, mouth and nostrils drop out. Then, when he washes his face as enjoyed by Allah, the sins of his face drop out with the water from the end of his beard. Then, when he washes his arms up to the elbows, the sins of his hands drop out with the water from his fingertips. Then, when he wipes his head, the sins of his head drop out with the water from the ends of his hair. Then, when he washes his feet up to the ankles, the sins of his feet drop out with the water from the ends of his toes. Then, if he stands and prays, and praises and glorifies Allah as he deserves, and his heart focuses on Allah, then he is cleansed of his sins, and is 
as he was on the day his mother bore him. Amir bin Abbasa narrated this hadith to Abu Umama, the companion of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and Abu Umama said to him, O Amir bin Abbasa, watch what you were saying. Is such a great reward given to a man for one incident? Amir said, O Abu Umama, I have grown old, my bones have become weak, and my end is near. I have no need to tell lies about Allah and his messenger. If I had heard it only once from the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, or even two times or three, until he mentioned seven times, I would never have narrated it. But I heard it more often than that. Footnote. The statement, until the shadow of a spear falls directly north, meaning at noon. Chapter on Do Not Aim to Pray When the Sun is Rising or Setting It was narrated that Aisha said, Umar misunderstood, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, only forbade pursuing the rising of the sun or its setting with prayer. It was narrated that Aisha said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not give up praying to Raqqa after Asr, but Aisha said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not pursue the setting of the sun, nor its rising, with your prayer. Chapter on concerning the two Raqqa that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to pray after Asr. It was narrated from Kuraib, the freed slave of Ibn Abbas, that Abdullah bin Abbas, Abdurrahman bin Azar, and Al-Miswar bin Makrama sent him to Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, Convey greetings of Salam to her from all of us, and ask her about the two Raqqa after Asar, and say, we have been informed that you pray them, but we heard that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade that. Ibn Abbas said, I, along with Umar bin al-Khattab, used to tell the people not to do that. Kuraib said, So I entered upon her and conveyed to her the message that they had sent with me. She said, Ask Um Salama. So I went out to them and told them what she had said. They sent me to Um Salama with a message like that with which they had sent me to Aisha. Um Salama said, I heard the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbidding them the two Raqqa after Asar. Then I saw him praying them. But when he prayed them, he had already prayed Asar. Then he entered upon me. And there were some women from Banu Haram who were among the Ansar with me. He prayed them, and I sent the slave girl to him. I said, Stand beside him and say to him, Um Salama says to you, O Messenger of Allah, I heard you forbidding these two Raqqa, but now I see you praying them. If he gestures to you with his hand, then leave him. The slave girl did that, and he gestured to her with his hand, 
So she left him. When he had finished praying, he said, O daughter of Abu Umayyah, you asked about the two Raqqa after Asar. Some people from Banu, Abdul Qais, came to me to embrace Islam, and they distracted me from praying the two Raqqa that come after Zuhur. These two are them. Abu Salama narrated that he asked Aisha about the two Raqqa that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray after Asar. She said he used to pray them before Asar, then if he was distracted or forgot them, he would pray them after Asar. Then he continued to do so, because if he offered a prayer, he would continue to do so. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never stopped praying to Raqqa in my house after Asar. It was narrated that Aisha said, Two prayers that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never stopped praying in my house, whether secretly or openly, two Raqqa before Fajr and two Raqqa after Asar. It was narrated that Al-Aswad and Masruk said, We bear witness that Aisha said, There was no day that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was in my house, but he did not pray them, meaning the two Raqqa after Asar. Chapter on It is recommended to pray two Raqqa before Maghrib. It was narrated that Mukhtar bin Fulful said, I asked Anis bin Malik about voluntary prayer after Asr. He said, Umar used to strike people's hands for praying after Asr. But at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, we used to pray to Raqqa when the sun set before Maghrib prayer. I said to him, did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, pray them? He said, We used to see him praying them, but he did not tell us to do that or not to do that. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, We were in Al-Medina, and when the Muadin called the Adan for Maghrib prayer, they would hasten to the pillars and pray to Raqqa, until if a stranger were to enter the masjid, he would think that the prayer had begun because of the large numbers of people who prayed them. Chapter on Between Every Two Calls There Is a Prayer It was narrated that Abdullah bin Mugafa al-Muzani said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Between every two calls there is a prayer. He said it three times, and the third time he said, For those who wish. Chapter on the Fear Prayer It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, offered the Fear Prayer leading one of the two groups in one raqqa, while the other group was facing the enemy. Then they left and took their companions' places, facing the enemy, and the others came, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, led them in praying one raqqa. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, said the Taslim, 
and each group made up one raka. It was narrated from Salim bin Abdullah bin Umar that his father used to narrate concerning the prayer of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, at times of fear, and he said, We prayed in this manner with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed the fear prayer at some times. One group stood with him while the other faced the enemy. He led those who were with him in praying one raka. Then they left and the other came, and he led them in praying one raka. Then both groups made up one raka each. Ibn Umar said, And if the fear is worse than that, then pray riding or standing by means of gestures. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, I was present during the fear prayer with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. We formed two rows, one row behind the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the enemy was between us and the Qibla. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said the Takbir, and we all said the Takbir. Then he bowed, and we all bowed. Then he raised his head from bowing, and we all raised our heads. Then he and the row that was directly behind him went down in prostration, and the back row remained standing, facing the enemy. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, had finished prostrating, the row that was directly behind him stood up, and the back row went down in prostration, and then stood up. Then the back row went forward, and the front row moved back. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, bowed, and we all bowed. Then he raised his head from bowing, and we all raised our heads. Then he and the row that was directly behind him, that had been in the back during the first raka, went down in prostration, and the back row remained standing facing the enemy. When the Prophet and the row that was directly behind him had finished prostrating, the back row went down in prostration. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, said the Taslim, and we all did likewise. Jabir said, just as these guards do with their Amir. It was narrated from Abu Az-Zubair that Jabir said, We went out with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to fight some people from Juhayna, and they fought us fiercely. When we prayed Zur, the idolater said, If we had attacked them then, we would have finished them off. Jibril informed the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about that, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, told us about it. He said, They said there will come to them a prayer that is dearer to them than their children. When the time for Asar came, we formed two rows, and the idolaters were between us and the Qibla. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said the Takbir, and we said the Takbir. He then bowed, and we bowed. Then he prostrated, and the first row prostrated with him. And when they stood up, the second row prostrated. Then the first row moved backwards, and the back row moved forwards, and took the place of the first row. 
Then the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said the takbir, and we said the takbir. And he bowed, and we bowed. Then he prostrated, and the first row prostrated with him, and the second row remained standing. Then the second row prostrated, then they all sat. And the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said the salam to them. Abu Az Zubair said, Then Jabir specifically said, Just as these Amir of yours pray. It was narrated from Sahal bin Hatma that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, led his companions in offering the fear prayer. He lined them up in two rows behind him, and he led those who were directly behind him in praying one rakah. Then he stood up and remained standing until those who were behind him had prayed a rakah. Then they came forward, and those who had been in front of them moved backwards, and he led them in one rakah. Then he sat until those who were behind them had prayed one rakah. Then he said the taslim. It was narrated from Salih bin Kawat from those who had prayed the fear prayer with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on the day of the Battle of Dat Arika, that one group formed rows with him, and another group faced the enemy. He led those who were with him in praying one raka, then he remained standing, and they completed the prayer by themselves. Then they moved away and faced the enemy and the other group came. He led them in praying the remaining raka. then he remained sitting, and they completed the prayer by themselves. Then he said the taslim with them. It was narrated that Jabir said, We came with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to dart our rika. Whenever we came to a shady tree, we would leave it for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. A man from the idolaters came, and the sword of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was hanging on a tree. He took the sword of the Messenger of Allah, and unsheathed it, and he said to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, Aren't you afraid of me? He said, No. He said, Who will protect you from me? He said, Allah will protect me from you. The companions of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, threatened him, so he put the sword back in its sheath and hung it up again. Then the call for prayer was given, and he led one group in praying two rakah, then they moved back, and he led the other group in praying two rakah. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed four rakah, and the people prayed two. Jabir narrated that he prayed the fear prayer with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, led one of the two groups in praying two rakah. Then he led the other group in praying two rakah. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed four rakah, and each group prayed two.